Welcome to Feminist Buzzkills Live. With me are my fellow Buzzkills and co-conspirators, Moji Alawodale. Hello. And Marie Khan. Hi, Marie. Uh, normally I would say something super snarky at this point in the show, but today is Abortion Provider Appreciation Day. And March 10th was chosen. Because it was on this day in 1993 that Dr. David Gunn was assassinated by cold-blooded killers as he walked from his car to his clinic in Pensacola, Florida. Dr. Gunn is the father of our dear friend, David Gunn Jr., and he was stolen from his family, his friends, and from his patients, all who benefited from his compassionate care. We love you, David, and celebrate your pop and all the abortion providers who work so tirelessly every day facing the risks, the terror, the harassment, all because they know the work they do and the love with which they do it is greater than all the hate they receive. It is an honor to celebrate them today and every day and to proudly say we are pro-abortion. And in today's show, we've decided to dedicate our entire episode to one very special clinic and Marie is gonna fill you in on who it is. Moji and I will sit down with Katie Quinones, Executive Director of the Women's Health Center of West Virginia, the only remaining clinic in the state. Katie is going to break down, well, the breakdown of abortion access in West Virginia. Moji. Plus, Liz talks with Peaches about her incredible career and how she's used it to expose oppression over the last two decades. But before all of that, Moji, Marie, and I are going to drop some West Virginia knowledge on your asses, and Marie is going to kick it off with good old blockage boy. Oh, yes, Liz, the West Virginian demoncrat who continues to leave his constituent canaries in the coal mines. Joe, I own a COVID boat, mansion. Here's a primer on how Joe has failed his state on all levels. He's standing in the way of the Build Back Better plan including blocking direct payments to families with children in need. Since the expanded child tax credit ended last year, 3.7 million children have been forced into poverty. And this year, 50,000 young West Virginians will join them. He is blocking filibuster reform and voting rights protections, an incredibly racist move. But his favorite constitutional right to attack is abortion. And last week, this single issue, Blight to Appalachia, voted against bringing the Women's Health Protection Act up for debate. Not for ratification, mind for you. Not to allocate spending. Just to allow debate. In 2020, 101 West Virginians received in-state abortion care. The Women's Health Protection Act would return dignity to their health care. It would remove the oppressive state laws that delay and cultivate fear around abortion. And it would create a statutory right to abortion care. And it would acknowledge the racist and eugenicist history to reproductive care, centering the black, indigenous, and brown folks whose bodies continue to be experimented on. This act would mean a profound reproductive justice win. So of course, this racist, misogynistic politician who was first elected 40 years ago into office is standing in the way. 
I mean, when you vote against voter protection, against protecting women and children, against paycheck protection, what is possibly left to protect Joe? I mean, have you ever even worn a rubber? Who would fuck Joe Moji Manchin? <laughs> Where is that? I'm sorry. It just needed to be said. I don't think we've even hit close to the floorboard of what he won't protect Moji. His shunning of the Build Back Better, he's simultaneously the chairperson of the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. So this means no clean energy reforms, no methane gas protections. This motherfucker has done so much to ensure that no child fed children are going to inherit any earth. Uh, no, oh. he, his philosophy literally is every child left behind. It is, yeah. he's an, He's an entire mm -hmm. mess. And like, and he is who we know from West Virginia, right? I think what people don't really understand is that Joe's cadre of West Virginia state reps and state senators are on equal par on the garbage train. You know, I mean, we all know the song Almost Heaven, West Virginia, but the fossil fueling fuckwits have turned Almost Heaven into a living hell. I mean, and just, what exactly is almost heaven look like in West Virginia? Well, it's 49th in poverty, 44th in education, and one in five children in West Virginia are food insecure. West Virginia politicians are that gold standard of shameful, baking a seven layer shit cake of pollution, poverty, and oppression, then icing it with some rancid abortion laws, forcing folks deeper into economic depression. I mean, just look at this slew of restrictions that are stinking up the joint. A 24 hour waiting period and a ban on telemedicine? That means patients probably have to travel for hours, get a hotel room, find childcare to access abortion at the one clinic that exists in this entire state. So almost heaven for whom exactly? And how is it almost heaven to ban folks who live in a state that is all mountains from accessing abortion pills via telemedicine? Having telemedicine available could save them from the disruption of navigating and often perilous travel and instead offer the option of having their abortions at home safely. And there is not even anything close to heavenly about a scenario that can that like includes a law that requires West Virginia doctors recite lies to their patients about the side effects of abortions, all created as a government mandated sham session designed to talk patients out of their abortions. Seriously, the phrase clean coal has more truth in it than the script doctors are forced to read to their patients. West Virginia politicians have been bought and paid for by the coal industry, but have switched to gaslighting as their new form of energy. They're awful. You know what, Liz? You know what would be almost heaven? Tell me, Moji. Misogynist flowmakers with politicians who care about the needs of West Virginians. That would be True. great. That'd be great. That'd be great. Liz, you really summed up the acute cruelty and forced travel that these restrictions create. West Virginians don't deserve this mind tunnel maze to abortion care. No, it's just simply awful. And between Joe Manchin on a federal level and these horrible state politicians, the environment that they have created 
for West Virginians trying to access abortion care is truly astounding. So Moji, bring it all home and paint a picture for folk as to exactly what it looks like at the last clinic in the whole state. All right, so Liz and Marie have already told you there's only one clinic in West Virginia. And I'm gonna tell you about the fucked up shit that surrounds them. They're boxed in by a fake clinic next door, protesters with camera in front, and across the street is a vacant lot that activists recently purchased and used as an overflow pin for the protesters. The fake clinic next door is hypocritically named Woman's Choice, which is 100% not what they're about. Can you imagine trying to figure out if you're going to Women's Choice, I'm sorry, Woman's Choice or Women's Health Center? I just walk into whichever I saw first. Anyway, a handy, well, a handy way to tell the difference between the real abortion clinic and the fake one is you go to the one with a bunch of protesters in front of it. This is the one instance where you walk towards a bunch of creepy dudes, including Capitol insurrectionist, former West Virginia politician, and professional medical harasser, Derek Evans. And not away from him like any sane person. Talk about a Sophie's choice. But wait, there's more. There's that vacant lot that Missy Sicarello, leader of the local chapter of West Virginians for Life purchased, which is across the street from the clinic, like I said, she's bought it and declared it God's battlefield. They've erected a giant cross, put up offensive signs, and now have tons more space to use as a staging ground for harassment and fuckery. Can you imagine all of this hullabaloo for any other type of medical visit? Because I cannot. But the good news is that we have someone here who's gonna fill us in about the horrors that these laws cause for patients and providers and the harm caused by the actions of Miss Missy and Derek. Please welcome the executive director of Women's Health Center of West Virginia, Katie Quinones. Hi there. Hi Katie, hey, thank you going? for joining us. Thank you so much for um, having me. So we just laid out the landscape of what a typical day could be like at your clinic. How does that dynamic affect the patients and your staff? Well, you know, it's a challenge. Um, we, as you mentioned, are completely boxed in by anti-abortion protesters on one side of us and a fake clinic that is seeking to trick our patients into walking through their doors. Um, you know, we've had some pretty awful protesters um, that have used some pretty disgusting tactics to terrorize our patients, intimidate our staff, um, but we're committed to providing patient-centered care and keeping abortion accessible in our state. So we will continue showing up to do so. Thank you, Katie. I'm so glad you could join us today. The laws in the books that Liz laid out are really such concrete, huge barriers. How would the Women's Health Protection Act have helped West Virginians as they try to navigate abortion care? Well, the Women's Health Protection Act would be critical. You know, right now, our state legislature is in session. Um, it wraps up this Saturday on March 12th, but they are very close to passing a 15-week ban here in the state of West Virginia. They're very close to passing a reason ban that would force physicians to interrogate a patient's reason for having an abortion and then withhold that care if it was on the basis of a fetal diagnosis or disability such as Down syndrome. Um, you know, the WIPA, the Women's Health Protection Act, would 
stop these types of restrictions from happening. Um, and, you know, you, you named so many others. There's, a, you know, a parental notification requirement for anyone under the age of 18. Whenever we know that minors cannot always safely tell the people who are their parents or their legal guardians of their decision to have an abortion, um, it would, you know, get rid of the telehealth medication abortion ban. Um, you know, West Virginia is a vast and rural state that unfortunately lacks a meaningful and robust public transportation system. So patients who are traveling sometimes two and a half hours away just to visit our clinic um, could have safely done so by using telehealth. Um, you know, it, it really is critical in not only preserving but expanding abortion access in our state. Thank you, Katie. If you're just joining us, we I'm Moji from Feminist Buzzkills Live, and um, Marie and I are here with Katie Quinones, the executive director of the only remaining abortion clinic in West Virginia. Katie, uh, we were talking about two of the most volatile extremists who harass patients at your clinics. Can you tell us about the former state senator, Derek Evans, who did a host of bullshit like harassing patients and staff so bad an escort had to file a restraining order against him, which he violated, got arrested and charged after live streaming his storming the US Capitol on January 6th and had to resign from his West Virginia legislature seat just days after being sworn in because of that January 6th thing. Just bring us yeah. up to speed with this uh, dude. Ugh. Yeah, so uh, Derek Evans, he started harassing our patients back in February of 2019. Um, you know, he would scream at patients as they were entering our facility. He would uh, live stream and film them from his uh, Facebook page that he made himself called Derek Evans the Activist. Um, he, you know, one time I was escorting a patient into our front door and he chased me across the street to meet the patient. And, um, you know, he stalked our staff to such a degree that he said uh, my partner's first and last name to me, um, basically like as an intimidation tactic to say that I know who your loved ones are and I know where you work. Sometimes, uh, you know, he would organize a group as big of um, 40 harassers to surround our clinic. Um, you know, they would block our driveway to stop patients from getting in the building. They would wave patients on and lie to them and tell them that they were in the incorrect place so that they would miss their appointment. Um, you know, you name it. Eventually, as you mentioned, Derek harassed one of our um, clinic escorts so severely um, and used his platform to do so that she was able to successfully get a restraining order against him, which he instantly violated um, and was facing jail time for doing so. Um, he agreed to not come back to the clinic for two years. And during that time, he was elected to the West Virginia House of Delegates somehow um, before he ever even served in office. You know, on January 6th of 2021, uh, everyone here at our clinic saw a familiar face when we watched in horror what was happening at the U.S. Capitol. Um, he he likes to live stream. That's what he liked to do whenever he harassed our patients and staff when he was here. And so he live streamed himself, uh, forcing his way into the Capitol during the insurrection, screaming, Derek Evans is in the Capitol, baby. <laughs> so <laughs> talk about telling that, on that's yourself. What that's what we're working with here. Um, you know, the last that we we actually I am happy to say that um, since he did that, we received over thirty thousand dollars in donations in his name for his Woo. dumbassery. <laughs> But he is now facing charges um, and seeking a plea deal to avoid prison time. Um, and then you mentioned Missy Sicarello, um, the Kanawha Putnam County chapter president of West Virginians for Life. Um, 
you know, she and her chapter led the 40 Days for Life protests um, that happened October through December of 2021. During that time, they were renting the vacant lot that's across the street from our facility, um, regularly violating our Sydney, our city, our city's ordinance, um, Bill Number Seven Eight One Nine, uh, which prohibits anyone from coming within eight feet of a person who is entering or exiting a medical facility. So patients or staff, if you're promoting a message, which these guys are, um, or if you're trying to distribute literature, which oftentimes these guys are. Um, and our clinic actually made an offer to purchase the vacant lot once we learned that the protesters were renting it because we didn't want them to purchase it and have a permanent home by which to harass our patients and intimidate our staff. Um, and unfortunately, the owner of that property, uh, he rejected our offer and said that he was going to go with whatever the uh, protesters offered him. So they now unfortunately own it, which is incredibly upsetting because now they're permanently there. But also we had great plans for that property. You know, we really wanted to expand our services and offer more, um, you know, pregnancy and postpartum support to folks in our community. So now we're surrounded on all sides by these very terrible people. Well, Katie, I think really, really just need to show Missy how we play. I think we got to challenge folks to make a donation to your clinic in her name to help West Virginia Women's Clinic upgrade their security system. So you got, you got what you said, 30K for Derek Evans. Come on, let's make this higher. Let's be equitable. Let's at least hit 30K. Go to womenshealthwv.org slash donate. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... As I mentioned, we've got these terrible abortion bans working their way through state legislature, and we know that when these bills, you know, happen, they cause irreparable harm. One of the ways that they do that is by emboldening the the crazies on the sidewalk. So anything that we can do to help make our building more secure for the patients that we serve, we welcome it and we're grateful. Katie, thank you for joining us. We are out of time, but we are excited to push for these donations in Missy's name. Um, and glad that you could support us um, on Abortion Provider Appreciation Day. Coming awesome. up, <laughs> thank you. Coming up, the one and only Peaches is joining us. But first, a few years back, Liz was visiting Katie's clinic in West Virginia and has a really great video about the creepy fake clinic I referred to, plus a very special message for the providers out there. Hi guys, we are in Charleston, West Virginia at the Magical Mystery Doer who are doing clinic support. And I just wanted to make a super quick video to show you the proximity to crisis pregnancy centers versus this clinic right here. This is the amazing, wonderful, oh, it's so loud. I'm gonna walk close, I'm gonna walk close. This is the last clinic in the state of West Virginia. They are incredible. It is called the Women's Health Center of West Virginia, right? So we're here visiting, we're bringing them lunch, we're hanging out. Now, I want you to just follow me really quickly to see what kind of bullshit is happening. This is the real clinic? This is the parking lot for the real clinic. Look at this sign right here. This is the shit they deal with. Right behind this is a fake clinic. And just to give you a proximity, I'm gonna walk you over to the fake clinic. Also, so you can objectify my beautiful stuttering behind. <laughs> right here is 
health center. How confusing, how confusing is that shit? There's 18 of these, eh, 18 of these. One of these, 18. Talk about how our, uh, the Lyft what? drivers don't know the difference. And uh, Joyelle was just brought here on Lyft and the Lyft driver was like, which one do you want to go to? And so that's even how bad it is, the people, nobody knows the difference. And so if you're taking a car here, you don't know which one is which and the driver doesn't know so you could easily be confused because of the proximity and the name unbelievable that's what we're doing today peace out checking in later yeah this is all for the abortion providers out there you are true heroes you are where I know it's so Sorry, good. Continue, you ignore me. <laughs> oh, she's just having a moment, Marie. It's they're amazing. I and knowing that that is all the original audio, like there was no dubbing here, folks. This was comedians done in person. Who can sing, comedians who can sing are really the best. All right, I'm just gonna take this because uh, we just went off the fucking rails, but we're doing great. Uh, Marie Moji, that interview was great. And Katie was fantastic. Thank you, Katie, for the work you do and for what you have to go through. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, ah, our next guest has literally been my catharsis through the xenophobia after 9-11, the Iraq war, Trump, and the constant tsunami of sexism, racism, and trans and homophobia. Uh, she's out right now doing a 20th anniversary tour of her classic Teaches of Peaches, Please welcome Peaches. Hello. Wait, should I look like that? <laughs> I'm trying to look like the poster. It's not working. Um, what is the name good. of that non-binary band? Is it called you the know, Cheesecakes? It's we're just it's just our, we have the best comedy writers on staff. They're just incredible, and so they just were like, "Let's do a, like a really funny fake Backstreet Boys like love song 
to abortion providers. And so they made it on iPhones in an afternoon. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, but they, they need a name. I need a name. They do. For they them. do need a name. What do you think we should come? That's Peaches, I'm going to put that on you to give uh, us a yeah, cool okay, name. The, just the APAs, the, uh, you know, abortion provider appreciators. Okay, I like it. The APAs. That the APAs, works. yeah. The APAs. I like it. Um, first of all, APAs. I just have to ask, how are you? Uh, how have you survived the pandemic? Uh, you look like you are living your best life. So I want to know how you're really doing. I'm doing all right. I'm excited to get back to what I love doing, which is communicating, inciting my own, <laughs> um, you know, powerful empowerment, fun celebration work, um, which doesn't happen online. That happens in person in front of people. And uh, that's what I'm going to do with my tour. So I'm really excited about that. I'm very happy that I don't have to fuck Joe Manchin or Derek Evans or or Missy Cicerello. I wouldn't fuck any three of them and they can no. go fuck themselves. That's right. Thank God for hands and thank God for devices so that we can always avoid terrible, terrible encounters with horrible people. Yeah. Um, so something that people ask me a lot is, because mm -hmm. my whole career has been combining you know, sort of empowerment and exposing bullshit with my work. And they're always like, did you, right. did you bring your art to your work or did you bring your, your work to your art? Like what came first for you or did it come together at the same time? I just say, I think it kind of like rolled out on itself as it um, became more like a confidence thing with the music and seeing that um, you have this, um in a good way this this ability to hold attention of people and to um yeah to hold attention or to um bring bring a point of view or, or change a point of view and um then it then i feel like it's also in a, the best way possible a responsibility you know yeah. so by by your own confidence and and uh, with with the way that you're expressing whatever your art is, then you can also inject the um, not just the empowerment by modeling what you're doing, but also um, all that good stuff to be on the right side. Yeah, um, gender positivity, you know? um, inclusion, just like the power of the pussy yeah. have been like front and center um how because you live in berlin and because mm -hmm. the us is often so puritanical how has it been received in like both of those places i'm super curious or differently actually how's it well, how's it been different i think it's there's there's it's more palpable in in america because it just feels like the people who who need it really need it you know and and <laughs> because you say there's so there's so much like polarizing ideas and polarizing just everything polarizing america is so polarizing it's so 
enticing and so vile and so in you know full of itself and also so depleted it's it's really incredible to have all these uh, different areas so so because of all that confusion i feel like um when i play there it's uh, it's really it's, it's really exciting it, and in europe it's like yeah this is good <laughs> this kind of faith I think we need a catharsis but, so badly. And one thing that you've always provided is that catharsis for folks. It's like, please, like, we can just like exhale as you say and sing and emote everything we're feeling. And it's awesome. That's fantastic. Because, you know, I, I there's a lot of um, still uh, subjects that, that people don't want to deal with that I'm singing about or or the way that I'm expressing myself, people don't want to see uh, a person acting like that. Or, but um, the more I do it, and with with the more vigor, it, the yeah, it just it becomes a celebration. You know, it's yeah. it's always about it becoming a celebration instead of like an anger. Like Wah. there is an anger in it. There is a like, come on, stand up and do something. But um, it's also let's celebrate it. And, yeah, and I um, think I really. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I also it's it's just important also to add humor to it because I want people to be drawn in and I want them. I don't. I don't want them. I don't. I don't want people to be repelled by it. I want them to go like, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh now I'm in it and this is funny and I can <laughs> relax a little bit and I can, you know, enjoy this. Yeah, I agree. And I think the fun is the best part. We've had to wrap this up. It goes so fast. But, um, yeah. you know, in 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 all of that, you are just doing so much stigma reduction, which is just incredible. And since today is Abortion Provider Appreciation Day, and we're all it about abortion appreciator, abortion appreciation provider. provider day, and you are all so worthy of all our love and all our support and thank you thank you so much really it's incredible work that you're doing and i really we all appreciate you you need to know that is the perfect way to end this interview peaches it is so exciting to talk to you the tour is going to be so incredible um and please come back uh, it is going to be incredible thank you take care amazing um, and Peaches and thank you. Out. Your show's your show's very important, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh! Thanks so much for coming on. It's great. And make sure if you literally need to just like have your soul enriched and your guts like screamed out, and you want the best time ever, go see this tour. Because if you didn't see it twenty years ago, you get to see it now. Teaches of Peaches. If you want all the information, you can get it. Teaches of Peaches amazing so great that was the show hi guys hey are you, are you still like losing your shit mochi what is i like, pulled it together finally and i'm glad that the band has a name i am too oh my god that was just so much fun we had a lot of moments in this show today it was packed um what do you guys think what are you what are your moments what are your big moments takeaways today all right so my takeaway was that clinic protesters generally look like an all-white rap group that rhymes abortion with words like distortion 
unlike uh-huh. APA, who fucking rock. Rock. Marie? Oh, mine was that woman choice sounds like a line of feminine wipes that give you rashes, which is probably <laughs> similar to the level of care you're going to get at that fake clinic. I think I learned that if you're going to talk about Joe Manchin and then garbage it up with the laws of West Virginia, the perfect anecdote is people providing abortion care with a cherry on top of peaches. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So that is for real our wrap and our show. Thank you, friends, for watching. Again, we want to thank Peaches and Katie for stopping by. Check out the tour dates for Peaches at teachespeaches.com. And Marie? Yes. And as mentioned, the Women's Clinic of West Virginia needs $2,500 to improve security. So help keep them safe from these creeps. Go online and make a donation at women's health wv.org slash donate in fact have a little fun with it and do it in missy's name the harasser who purchased the lot across the street that's right plus during this abortion provider appreciation week many clinics have reached out to abortion access front needing some help and we are featuring some of them on the abortion af website during our adopt a clinic drive so if you want to help out and adopt a clinic go to aafront.org resources for all of that info and remember to support your feminist buzzkills by liking and subscribing on the abortion af youtube channel and by making a donation at aafront.org And if you miss us live, you can watch anytime on YouTube or you can listen to the broadcast on Podform. This episode drops Sundays wherever you get your pod fix. And join us next week because we have a great show. Whole Women's Health CEO Amy Hagstrom-Miller joins to give us an update on her lawsuit against the state of fucking Texas. And she has some awesome news about the new Whole Women's Health Clinic she's just opened up in the Twin Cities. Plus all the latest fuckery out here in these reproductive streets. But now we leave you with Missy Sicarello showing her whole ass so you can see what the West Virginia patients and clinic deal with every single day. Please tell an abortion provider that you love them today. Bye-bye. Bye. We love you, providers. We love you. Feminist Buzzkills Live is a production of Abortion Access Front. Subscribe to our YouTube at aafront.org slash fbksub.